Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Oxymoron today. Always fun. National Opposites Day yesterday. So that's where that came from. Welcome in, everyone. And the big showdown is we always on a Friday, news dump day. We see what the Biden administration does today. Do they make this like uh, Wallace in the schoolhouse door? They send the assistant attorney general, Nicholas Katzenbach, I remember, telling Wallace to get out of the doorway, et cetera. Great name. I think Wallace had a lectern there with him for some reason blocking the doorhouse. Okay. Speaking of Alabama, last night, Alabama used nitrogen gas the first time ever to take out someone who was convicted and yet was never put to death until 30 years later of stabbing to death along with a uh, colleague, the wife of a pastor in Alabama. The husband wanted to collect insurance, hire these two hitmen to kill the pastor's wife, and they stabbed her multiple times. The Inquirer bills it. This puts the U.S. at the front of the death penalty debate again using this type of method. And oh my goodness, the scrutiny of the method. How much did this guy suffer? Now, I'm not one that thinks that when we put someone to death that we ought to be torturing them. You know, the torture is not something that's uh, either necessary or in keeping with what we ought to do. We do the death penalty out of self-defense going forward, out of justice, out of trying to take away some of the sting of what the criminal has done. That's why we do it. But reading this commentary on this, on nitrogen, as if we just tortured this individual, uh, the, pe- the usual suspects weighed in, Catholic Church from the Vatican, some outfit from the Vatican weighed in, the European Union weighed in, the ACLU, and a bunch of others, and on and on and on we go. Now, we are in contact with the family of Officer Fitzgerald, who was killed at Temple, allegedly by this punk from Buckingham. Seems to be no doubt he's a punk, and no doubt uh, Buckingham, but uh, I'll put allegedly around everything for now. And Eamon Brown may join us at 2 o'clock today. He's the cousin of people involved, and uh, he's running for office again, and he's under a lot of fire. I know we love uh, Eamon Brown. Listeners do. His supporter of the police, the representative from West Philly. 
So this is on my mind this week, seeing this play out with Larry Krasner, the pain the family goes through. The relatives of the woman, the pastor's wife who's killed, the one guy who seemed to be the lead spokesperson, her son, said, we're not jumping up and down. We're not saying yippee yo but this is justice. And we wanted to see justice. Who speaks for someone who's dead? Who speaks for them to get justice? These people on the other side would tell you, you know what? We don't care what you say. We don't care about that justice for them. You just want to do this because there's something wrong with you. You're inhumane. This guy was on death row, or at least in prison, but I believe death row for 30 years. So the surviving son said this guy had double his life after he did this than I had knowing my mother. I was only 15 when she was stabbed to death. Okay? There was no doubt about this case. There's nothing, you know, that we're in doubt about with this. It was just a question of, was this appropriate? Why did they go away from lethal injection? I think because uh, some believe that lethal injection uh, either looks more grotesque or it is. So they wanted this to be less painful or less something where people could point to it as uh, torturous. And apparently it's not. I'm not sure why they don't do hanging, gas chamber, or uh, electrocution. I guess because they feel it looks bad. And then the public will be against the death penalty even more. Thank God for states like Alabama. We all know Pennsylvania really doesn't believe in the death penalty anymore. They don't. We've had two straight governors, one who at least admitted it when he ran, Wolf. And then he said he was going to study it for eight years. I wonder what his study. Nobody's ever asked him, hey, Tom Wolf, what did your study tell you about the death penalty? At least Josh Shapiro has been more confrontative on it. Dan, how's that setting up the debate with Josh Shapiro for me going? You, you got that ready to go? Uh, yeah, it's going well. I just don't want to have his son there now. That would be unfair. That's two against one. He'd have his son in the front row, and I'd have to say, what am I going to say to him? How could I explain it? I'd lose right there. There's no way I'm losing a debate on the death penalty. It's it's just foundationally ridiculous. I'm with the victims. Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. Here's a little bit of a clip Dan found from an interview with Sharon Reed, who used to be a TV anchor here in town. Uh, Josh Shapiro on the death penalty. Maybe. So she probably challenges me more than um, anyone. And then, you know, kind of view in the world through my children's eyes. Laura and I are blessed with four amazing kids. Um, a daughter is 22 and then three sons, 18, 14, and 12. And when I hear them explain back to me what they see happening in the world, right? So I kind of hear it from their perspective. That affects me. Um, I know we're not really talking about criminal justice reform issues, but I, if I may, I'd just like to cite an example that I think elucidates uh, the answer to your question. You know, for a long time, I, I, I sort of struggled with the with the issue of capital punishment, of the death penalty. And full disclosure, when I ran and won for attorney general, um, I ran saying I would support the death penalty in the most heinous of cases. And then as attorney general, I was never able to deploy or use the death penalty. And it was one day when my then roughly I don't know, 10, 11 year old son asked me about the death penalty. Well, right there, I wrote down the word. You know, Dan, I can only be in one place. And I, I know Sharon. I interviewed her and all that. 
How about jumping in there, Sharon, and saying, well, wait a minute. Well, I could say it as an opinion. She'd have to say it a different way. <laughs> You're not for the death penalty if you say, I've got the most heinous of cases. I will support the death penalty. Someone's got to explain to me why if I take your life versus I take your life in a particular way or do whatever. This is just a plot to diminish, to cut down on the number of cases. Isn't the bottom line why we take someone's life because they killed someone, because they took a human life, because a life, despite what progressives think, is precious up and down the line? You know, I I hate to ever talk about abortion unless it's front and center. But you see the legislators on the Democrat side this week. They're mounting an attempt to say that the demands that we place on abortion clinics, they're actually arguing about the size of elevators in there, et cetera, is too demanding. Guess why these laws were put into play? Where did they come from? They came from Kermit Gosnell. Gosnell was running a place that was unbelievably unsanitary, brutal to women. There were no standards. It was barbarism. Kermit Gosnell. And who allowed that? Tom Ridge did. Another fake Republican. Governor of Pennsylvania. Why did he do that? He was afraid of being criticized if we scrutinized abortion clinics that he would be seen as anti-choice and he wanted to be seen as pro-choice. So look, whatever the law is, this shouldn't be done to harass people with abortion clinics. But it should be done to get them to conform to what are the health regulations brought about by Kermit Gosnell. This whole thing with Josh Shapiro, you can see how dangerous he is. I know you're thinking now, come on, Dom, he's some podunk governor, who cares? This guy is already being mentioned as somebody to tag in if Joe Biden is not the nominee. By 2028, he'll be in the top three contenders. He is able to get away with masquerading as one thing while doing something completely different. And this is just an example of what he's done. And using his son is shameless. Who cares what the son says in this? Making policy on this. And it's not for the most heinous crimes. That has nothing to do with it. This isn't a Chinese menu. Would Mumia get it? Well, let's see. He killed a police officer. See, that's the other thing, Dan. I'm consistent on this. I'm not one of those, well, if you kill a cop, you ought to get the death penalty. If you kill me, you don't. No, I'm not in that camp. I'm never going to be in that camp. It's a simple thing. And once you get away from it, that's where we go off. It's about life. It's about taking a life that you have no right to take. There's no self-defense. There's none of that. You're taking a life under the categories of first-degree murder. You get the death penalty. You get it every single time. That's the bottom line. Not all of this heinous stuff that doesn't matter how in the world do we get to that but you got to give progressives credit they're brilliant at constantly chip 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 chipping away they're doing the same thing with the border today accusing republicans of allowing fentanyl to come into the country and kill people by not wanting to shut the border down, let's make this deal now and then the border will be shut down. It's, it's an amazing thing. Thank God, though, for Governor Abbott. The stuff that this guy has done, the brilliance of it, has gotten us to a better place. Uh, let's go to uh, Bo in Levittown. And Bo's on Talk Radio 1210. Hello, Bo. 
Hey, Dom, how are you? Good, hey, Dom. first of all, we always we always neglect to say that Wallace was what? He was a Democrat. Yes. And who voted for the Civil Rights Act? It wasn't Democrats. It was Republicans. I don't know why we just don't throw that back in their face. But besides that, are you able to exert your influence with Griff Jenkins to go down to the Texas border? And I'm fine if he gets 10 women Texas National Guards mm-hmm. women and ask them if they agree with what that fake appropriator of Mexicans, Beto O'Rourke, stated in his tweet. Well, um, I would, I I would love know. to hear that. Yeah, I don't know if Griff's at the border. And look, I think it's pretty hard to get an interview with the Border Patrol agents. They usually go through their union head or something, but that question could be asked to them. Are you believing? that these people resent being here because they don't want to stop people coming across the border. That would be great, great radio, you know, in addition to what you always give us, which is great radio. Well, thank and you, Bo. The answer, the answer to my side question, are you ready? And I would like you to, my favorite seafood spot, Captain Chucky's, it's always blank and always never blank, jumbo shrimp. All if right. you could say it for me, that'd be great. Yeah, jumbo shrimp. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I say that with Captain Chucky's spots ever. Thank you, though, Bo. Look, Ref Jenkins was just on the other day. And, uh, you know, getting interviews with identified border agent, uh, National Guard, I don't think they're going to do it. But uh, and I don't think their commander would. But the Border Agent Union, they do it. Yeah, he's right. Beto O'Rourke is out there. He surfaced again. And all across Twitter and anybody that will have him on, he's saying that umpteen of these National Guard people have had it with Abbott. They're tired of being forced to push women and children back into Mexico. Could there be a uh, National Guard disgruntled? Yeah, there could be one or two. Sure. Do I think that's their sense of what they're there doing? No, I think most of them believe they're there protecting Texas and protecting the country. And it's a real tell. We have, uh, I think, every Republican-led state, except, is it Vermont? So there's now 26 states that have signed off that they're with Texas. Christy Noem has said she'll send extra razor wire. She'll bring it there herself. Uh, so, you know, what, what are the others giving as an excuse? You can imagine if Josh Shapiro's asked about this or Phil Murphy. Their attitude on this. All right. Well, we want a deal. We want comprehensive. We don't want to go through this type of stuff. This is a big moment we're witnessing today, either at the end of my show or during Rich's, where we're going to see, is there a method of confrontation here? Do they actually go to the agents there? Which I think they might do, whoever's in charge of them at the border. I have no idea. Abbott was in India, whether he's going to be back or not for this. I think he probably will be. And what are they going to order them to do? Biden says, I am federalizing the National Guard. This is just another point on our side to make the case what the federal government is doing. Encroaching on our lives, weaponizing everything, using the full power and force of the federal government to do anything that they want. I think uh, Trump and every Republican have to make that case. And they have to do it in language and the ability to put it out there, why that should be meaningful to the average American, particularly 
taking away the power to protect America, to protect yourselves. That's exactly what they're doing here. And also, they have to continue this drumbeat to push back on the media. They're not violating a Supreme Court order. Texas is not. You know that by now, right? They didn't order them to do anything. They just said that the federal government, the Border Patrol, could cut the wire. That's all. They didn't say Texas couldn't continue to put it up. They can cut it. Texas can come back and put it up again. And that's what I'd keep on doing. It's like Tom and Jerry. Yeah. I'm just going to keep on, you know, in a question of wills, Dan, I'm willing to say one of us is going to die first. That's what it's going to come down to. It's the only thing that's going to stop me. I'm just going to keep doing it. If you have that attitude, you're going to win a lot. You just say, I don't care what you do. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's a winning attitude if you're believable, if you're willing to sacrifice and whatever happens. I told you with the light fight, Dan. Did I ever tell you that one? That's an example of Will's. Uh, Roe was friendly with this cop. Please tell me about it. Yeah, and uh, he wanted the light to be kept on in the back of the Dom Dome, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was necessary. So I turned it off. Roe kept on turning it back on. I went and, <laughs> I went and took the light out of the uh, socket in the very back of the you know, out in the uh, yeah. driveway. And then she turned on all the lights in the house. Okay? <laughs> and I took all the light bulbs out. And I she gave it. up on that one because she couldn't compete with height, she said. That was one of our first fights after that. We laugh about it now, but I was just going to take every light bulb. I don't care how many you get. I didn't smash them. I just hoarded them. How many did you turn out to end up having? Oh, it was eight or ten at least. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I'll laugh, but that's funny. Yeah, exactly. But just well, imagine the border agents, you know, putting up barbed wire and right behind them comes the federal government snipping it away. That's and... fine. Yeah, and all that back and forth. They better get a lot of snippers there. And every governor's contributing razor wire and guys to put it in. Yeah, well, I'm sure a lot of hey, people. Hey, man, at least like they're prison on the border, right? Maybe it'll stop some people. Yeah, no, it would stop them. You know, and it would just, it's, are you really being that silly? Yeah, we're going to keep doing it. We're not violating any court order. In the white fight, I was not violating any order that I know of, other than common sense. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yeah, play that a little bit. I shouldn't have said that story. I haven't heard from the home front. There might be lights on You're there. sleeping on the couch Uh-oh. tonight. The new yeah, Barco Lounger. The new Barco Lounger, yes. I'm Giordano's show. I just saw this one on Twitter. Pretty good one as an oxymoron, I think. Mostly peaceful protest. Mostly peaceful protest. Is that kind of like Jumbo Shrimp? Particularly when you put it in the context. The guy standing there, Ali Valchi, who I once occupied a um, makeup chair right across from at CNN. Oh, did you? And they mostly spent uh, like 10 minutes doing my hair in a half hour polishing his dome. Did they powder his forehead? Oh, my God. It was yeah. on. Bring in more powder, I tell you. More power. <laughs> powder. And uh, mostly peaceful protest. That started to be coined by him, I think, in uh, Minneapolis when he's standing there and there are fires going on all around him. Dan, it looked like an inferno. And he goes, but this is mostly peaceful protest. That phrase, 2020, George Floyd summer, mostly peaceful protest. That's a good one. Uh, that's what we're uh, looking for. 855-839-1210. Uh, you get on board. And, uh, again, we will see uh, quite an update today at the border around this and all these uh, elements. I'm glad to see Mike Johnson was, you may not have seen that, was only in a couple places. The speaker today said, nope, it's dead on arrival when Republicans send that bill over here. We want stay in Mexico, no catch and release. He elicited five or six specific reforms. If we don't get them, there is no deal. So the Wall Street Journal is just showing themselves for who they are. They're not with the average American. Not even a little bit. And they're pro, spend anything you want in Ukraine, pretty much. All right, let's go to um, Howe and Bucks on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Howe, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, I got an easy, an easy fix for this, at least to expose the Democrats and the, and the rhino Republicans who want an open border. The a conservative member of the of the Senate, um, you know, Ted Cruz from Texas, and Mike Johnson from the House, they ought to announce that they have a, a a ironclad deal that they want to propose, and they get up with the cameras on from the news news um, outlets, and they. Read word for word, don't ad lib, from the text from the um, uh, the border law from it's probably over 100 years old now, mm-hmm. and highlight who, what president um, signed it in the law, which is probably a Democrat, I'm not sure, um, and then see what the reaction you get. No, I think it would be staggering. That is a good plan. Thank you. How, how do you have a side answer today? To, to what? Oxymoron. Give us an oxymoron. Um, oh, uh, oh, Jesus, I can't think of one. It's um, okay, Hal. Stand, stop with that buzzer. Why? We need a softer buzzer here. Yeah, but come on. You put the buzzer on. If a guy really comes in and is going It's all in good fun. Like, no, people take it harshly. <laughs> you can't be buzzing it like that. You go, oh, sorry. No, it should be, eh, sorry. Not, no, eh, we can't eh. have a softer buzzer, Dob. We softer can't treat buzzer. our callers like snowflakes. No, Come on, a softer, they get the full buzzer. I vote for a softer, a softer buzzer. 
They'll give it to me then. They're not going to say, they're going to say, Dan did that. I had nothing. No, no. They're going to say, you had too harsh of a buzzer. I can see them already writing. Do I have a snowflake buzzer in here? I don't think I do yet. Okay. We need a snowflake buzzer. By the way, this is not all illegal immigrants, but uh, not surprisingly, the Delaware Valley Journal is the only one that has this story. Allegedly, a gang of at least three or four legal immigrants from Argentina were arrested in Radnor last week while a fourth alleged gang member escaped police. What they were doing is they had highly, the buzzer made me think about this, highly sophisticated <laughs> devices, Dan, and they would drive through Radnor and places like that, and they were able to ring doorbells using this device. Not going up to the door, but, you know, driving in a car, and then that way they would see if anyone was home. Then they had devices wow. to break down. I didn't know there was a device to do that. Then there was a uh, device they had to break down your home security system to disable it, all right, from Argentina. Now, again, we got enough criminals of our own going to Radnor and places like that to do, they come from Philadelphia often. We don't need to import people illegally from Argentina now to be out there ringing doorbells electronically and then coming and robbing stuff. We want people to come here the right way. We want to vet them. We don't want to end up with the people like Castro, like Scarface coming here, you know, the Marielle Boatlift from Castro. No, we don't want that. That's part of what we're trying to do at the border. 855-839-1210. How's this one? You'll get a line. Okay. It's getting better. Oh. That's all you have? Yeah, I like that a little bit better. It's a little softer. Sorry, you're wrong. Yeah, that's it. That's oh, that? Yeah. Oh, that? Okay. It's we'll saying do the, it's uh, like we have yeah. sadness that that last one says yeah. because you, you didn't score right. on that yeah, one. We'll go with the, Rather uh, than the harsh, next. Yeah, like uh, let's use that. That's what should be used here when people mess up a little bit. All right. So, boy, we straightened something out. Check that box here. 855-839-1210. You know, the story this week, just in passing, that I thought I was telling Roe this did not get a lot of response. Dan Hanley had a little, maybe that's why. Where these the study that said people that are making over two hundred, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year are a lot times more likely than people that are making thirty or forty, Dan, to not have anything in their windows. No shades, no awnings, no uh drapes or anything of any sort. And Rose said to me, a house without drapes or whatever. What the heck are you talking? It just didn't compute. You know, <laughs> yeah, where's the privacy? That's that's my. It's not even priority. privacy. In Rose's mind, you know, a house without drapes. You can't come into a house and say, I'd be shocked if someone came to the house <laughs> and they're not drapes and stuff like that. Even from seeing from the outside, it's like it just doesn't compute. Yeah. No, I didn't get anything on social media or whatever, and it's a status symbol. They believe their home alert systems are so good, and they want you to see what they have in their house. So corny. I am just amazed at that. You know, talk about showing off. That's, And then we have an Argentinian mob driving down your street, ringing your doorbell constantly. Do, do, do they, like, bedrooms have dressings? No. No. Re- oh, no, maybe no. they're, the, you know. Yeah, maybe. Upside an exi- down pineapples. An exhibitionist here of something, yeah. yes. Uh, one more. Let's go to uh, Bill in Bucks. And Bill's on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Bill, what do you have today? Hi. Uh, just one comment about using the National Guard uh, for law enforcement in, in the United yes. States. 
the last time they did that was Kent State in Ohio. Yep. And and that didn't work out very well, you know. So yeah, you know, um, uh, I uh, did a national show around the anniversary of that, and the wounds were still very very fresh. And some of the people were not exactly they weren't excusing the National Guard. Bill, to your point. But they were pretty sorry that the National Guard was put into that situation in that manner when really... They should have never gave them live ammo. Yeah, really, if you had police and other people in that, you're probably not going to have fire like that going on. Yeah, so it was four dead, nine wounded, and uh, yeah, memorialized by Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young in their song, Ohio. Yep, Ohio, yes. Yeah. So, Bill, what's your oxymoron? Uh... The Affordable Care Act. Yeah. <laughs> Which might not be so affordable. That's exactly That's right. Good one. The oxymoron going. You know, uh, Neil Young is uh, a maniac, and he's proven himself that. But he is he is brilliant. <laughs> he's a great musician. And I think this is the his best. Ohio. Well, that's proof. Neil Young's my proof that I can put politics aside. My Bruce Springsteen hate is pure musical hatred. Because uh, Neil Young's a great musician. I disagree with his politics, but Bruce is just garbage. Oh, well, at the risk of being stoned here in talk radio <laughs> land, I defend Springsteen. There are two things. Look, John I, Denver, love him. Springsteen yeah, sucks. I, I, I admire him because of the physicality and how much he gives in the act. That's my bias all the time. I admit it. But the other thing is... Up until, you know, 20 years ago or 10 years ago, he was, he had a great story angle, great fodder that was believable. Now he's a farce. He's obviously a rich guy still playing on the same old thing that's untrue. Yeah. Yeah, he just, he sounds the same. It all sounds the same musically. Listen to four songs back to back. You can't tell the difference between them after the fifth. I think you're... Overdoing it a little bit. I'd rather you just announce your hatred of him because of the... Look, I was there and witnessed his uh, 21-gun salute to John Kerry. I had to go cover it down there, and I'm thinking, my God, this is just something. That was on George W. Bush. There's definitely a part of it that's... I'm annoyed a a little bit that people seem to buy the act still. So it's a little hipster in me that comes out. But it's not like pure political. Like, I I disagree with the guy's political stance. I, I, I hate that people just... Pretend like this guy is still some blue-collar individual that wears leather jackets. Well, He's I not. agree with his, you. His yeah, you know, daughter I, does dressage for the Olympics. I, I would tell you, what: when people get something they really like, Dan, they don't want to give it up. I get that. They want yeah. to go back again and again and again. You know, I might do a side question. It's like with Christy. I'll admit it. I loved when I used to have Christy on. Then we had the shootout, and he couldn't take it. I was like, wow, this guy really is much different than I thought. Listeners won't admit it, Dan. They loved Christie back in the day, though, before the Obama hug. I loved Christie back in the day. Okay. All right, maybe people would. And then after that shootout Chris Christie, who's got nothing going except I could be tougher on Trump. He's not tougher on anybody's slub. <laughs> oh, we haven't heard from him in a while. I'm sure he'll surface again. All right. Sloppy Chris Christie. <laughs> 855-83. Now, Trump is showing good strategy here. He's told the RNC, stand down. He wants to beat Nikki Haley. He doesn't want to be recognized as the preemptive nominee. And he's right. He senses Haley is just going to continue pushing this no matter what. So he's playing it right. Boy, I wish the primary were on Tuesday in South Carolina versus three and a half more weeks of this agony. Uh, by the way, um, th- this gives you a sign 
that uh, you're not going to be the Republican nominee. Here is Liz Cheney, Dan, saying that uh, Nikki Haley, this is cut 13, should stay in the race. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I, I hope she stays in the race, um, you know, as long as, as she has to. Um, I think certainly, you know, through Super Tuesday, um, I think that uh, we're in a situation where only two states have voted. And you had something like, you know, over 35 percent, I believe, of the Republicans coming out um, of uh, the voting in New Hampshire uh, said they would never vote for Donald Trump. And uh, so we're obviously, you know, looking at um, uh, a significant portion of the Republican Party uh, that that is supporting him. Um, but ultimately, this is going to be about being able to win independence. Uh, and in a general election, uh, surely Nikki Haley fares much better than Donald Trump does. Um, and and. Even more important than that is where you began, which is um, the threat that he poses, what we watched him do in the lead up to January 6th, uh, his attempt to seize power uh, presents an existential threat. And so we need to make sure that we're, we're challenging him and working to defeat him at every step of the way. Uh, and, and right now, Nikki Haley is, is in this fight, and, and I think she ought to stay in it. All right. When you got Liz Cheney in your corner, that ought to tell you something. You're in the wrong primary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to your Dano Show. Welcome in. 855-839-1210. You get a line here. It is uh, on the cusp of an overwhelming story, an overwhelming day. And I just think back, boy, how stubborn I was that uh, immigration was not the number one issue. Just part of me, why I hold out on that is... I just want Biden to pay the price for the craziness of what he did with inflation and how he really harmed the average American hugely. You know, not just making people destitute or anything, but just making them every week have to worry more, have to not be able to strive for some of the nice things at the end of the week. I despise him for that. I truly do. And that's what he did with these Beshwalooses and the other historians and some of these people actually that were relatives of people who served FDR telling him right in the beginning, and I think they still do it every month, go big, Joe, go big. You'll be a significant president. And that's what he did. And I don't care how many Hollywood types. We talked about Kevin Bacon yesterday and his wife and others. Look at the economy. Look at, I mean, I'm glad I'm looking at my 401k and I have two different uh, people working on that, Dan, and both of them, wow. 
That's not the important thing. The important thing here is the average person and what they are spending and what they're denying themselves and the shock that they have constantly when it comes to what he's done. And it goes back to him. So I'm glad that immigration, emotionally now, people have connected with this. But I don't want to forget when we get in the throes of the election cycle, the original sin and what it's done. O'Reilly said it best the other day. He's really hurt the little guy here. And that's what he's done over this long period of time. So whatever macroeconomic news they roll out there every day, I'm glad that America's succeeding and all that. But Joe Biden is not the architect of any. He's selfish, and that's why he's running again. He has no business ever being president, but particularly now. Robert and Ben Salem is in on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Robert, afternoon. Hey, Dom. I was listening to you talking about how a lot of people were taken in by Christie, and maybe they have a different view of them now. But it takes me back to uh, 2016. After um, the New Hampshire primary, uh, I remember Trump was on the Joe Scarborough show. Um, The media loved Trump when he was the primary guy back in 2016 because they just knew that Hillary was going to crush him. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's uh, awesome. They had him on all the networks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know why (laughs) else they like him? He gives access. You know, nobody else does. Well, I'm talking about their motives in promoting him because right. they figured that he was the worst candidate the Republicans could pan up. But now look at him. They're spending billions and twisting the law and the Constitution into mm-hmm. all kinds of directions to get rid of him. Well, you gave him to us. You know, thank you very much, by the way. But um, I wanted to go with – I had to call my daughter to clear this because it's meant <laughs> from a funny perspective, okay? Yes. <laughs> and I'm going to go with military intelligence. I know it hurts you to say that, yeah. <laughs> yes, it does, because I'm, I'm thinking about MASH and when I was in the Air Force, you know. And But uh, my brother's co-worker said happily married. I just said that because I knew nobody else would answer with that, <laughs> and I just thought it was amusing, man. You guys have no, a no, wait, what were, you, right? were you a pilot when you were in the Air Force? What did you oh, do, no, sir? No, no, I was uh, a shopper for the F-15. I was a uh, flight line mechanic. Ah, okay. Oh, wow. All right. yeah, we're she's... In six generations, she's the first officer. Oh, well, that's good. The family's moving that's forward. Great. I gave her a salute before I hugged her, Don. You guys have a oh, great weekend, awesome. man. Thank you, uh, Robert. We'll get there someday. Jim Kelly listening. <laughs> I think about that, the family moving forward. Let me get him on here. Yeah, he and I do it together. It's obligatory when something like that comes up. Oh, I'm so slow. Hey, uh, is, is Jim there? Uh, what's going on? I hope he's listening there, there closely. Hey, yeah, Jim. Jim. Hey, Jim. When you and I do that, I'm trying to remember, Jim, who do you take? Michael or uh, Godfather? Oh, maybe I spoke too soon. Maybe he's not there. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. He's screening calls. Some other point here. We'll get it. Uh, as soon as he said that, I you know, the pride you have is the family moves forward. We'll, we'll get there, Pop. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> is Jim there now? I don't know. Jimmy there? What happened to him? They put him in know. a trunk somewhere there. The Godfather got him. Hauled away somewhere. He's doing Mark Levin doing uh, somebody else. Yeah, okay. There you go, Jim. I was just going on with some wine a few times. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? I was drinking some wine though. I like to drink it's, more wine than I used to. It's good for you, Pop. Drink some more, Pop. Did you check the uh, ring video doorbells? Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> did you call batteries plus bulbs? <laughs> 
I threw me off there. Yeah, I took care of it, Pop. It's all taken care of. I got it. Just remember, whoever comes to you with this Captain Chucky's offer is <laughs> the traitor. I got it, Pop. I got it. It just, it just wasn't enough time, Michael. Could have been Governor Corleone, Senator Corleone. I just wanted you to pull the strings. I actually have Biden doing an impression of Okay, Corleone. there it is. There it is. Fine. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why it's You know what? Biden reminds me a lot of Tataya. <laughs> Die as a pimp. But when I never figure out that it was Kamau Harris all this time. All right. We'll get there, Pop. We'll get there. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. My God. Did that on the fly. That's not scripted. No, Dan, that is incredibly. That scene is important to me. That's what everybody wants. The family. Have you even watched The Offer yet, Dom? You got to watch The Offer. I watch it, Dom. Okay. You got the whole nervous in the off. I will. I will. We'll get there, Pop. We'll get there. All right, 855-839-1210. Coming up, our entertainment guy, Scott Cronick, breaks down what's good to see and do all over the place here on Talk Radio 1210. Scott Cronick from Atlantic City, all things uh, entertainment. A lot to uh, give you this weekend together. Let's go to Scott on Talk Radio 1210 on the Dom Show. Hey, Scott, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Mr. Giordano, how are you today? Good, good, Scott. So um, I'm pretty pleased with what's happened with the Oscars, you know, until we get to the uh, big night. Then there's sometimes a letdown that Oppenheimer being recognized tremendously. And Barbie, they're given some recognition given what it grossed was unbelievable. But they didn't buy in and just throw them a bone of all these um, nominations. That would have been unjustified and take it away from somebody else who actually was involved in a film, in my view, that was more substantial. Like what? Uh, just, just about any nomination. I mean, do you think Margot Robbie was um, somebody who should be nominated for Best Actress? Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I don't know. I'm torn about it, and here's why. Is that I think that that is a particular uh, – she's excellent, right? I mean, if you're right. – I mean, Barbie I don't think is a great movie, but I think it was great for, for movies, if that makes sense. It really, uh, uh, you know, brought people back to the movie theaters in a big way. Uh, and, and it is a very good movie. Like, if there was uh, – there's no way there'd be a better Barbie movie. Let's put it that way, right? I mean, it's as good as you could ever expect for uh, any franchise kind of made after a Mattel toy, right? I mean, it's about as good as you're going to get. That said – I think it's a weak year, so I think that the Oscars are out of touch, right, in the sense that probably she should have been nominated and probably Greta Gerwig should have been nominated because it is a good movie, and, it's a, and, and it also resonated with a lot of people. And when you look at who else is in that leading role category, um, Annette Bening for Nyad, okay, I watched it. It's a very mediocre movie with a good performance. Um, Sandra Huller, I watched it last night in Anatomy of a Fall. Uh, she's very good in it, but again, how many people have seen that movie? Uh, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, which I think is not a good movie, although I think she's very good in it. So I think, and then uh, Emma Stone and Lily Gladstone are the two favorites in that category. Both deserve it. So, yeah, I think Margot Robbie could have eclipsed any of those three, to be honest with you. So your theory is, and I hear it, it's a good debate, which is it brought people back to the movies. It certainly, and, it, and actually helped Oppenheimer maybe in some spillover kind of way, rather than competing with it. Yeah, absolutely. And also, she's a bright light in, in, in showbiz. And I think that the Oscars sometimes take themselves too seriously. 
and you nominate uh, movies like Nyad and uh, Maestro and Anatomy of a Fall in that category and for Best Picture as well, and not Nyad, but the other two. And you're like, man, like, you know, do the Oscars even look at who's going to the movies, you know? So I, I think that it would, and it would also do a lot for their show on ABC on that night when it comes to ratings to have Margot Robbie on there, right? So, so listen, she's going to be there anyway. She's nominated for Best Picture. She's the producer of that movie. I get it. She's going to be there. But listen, to have her over Annette Benning, I think would show a big stride. And hey, we're more in touch with our audience than you might think. Uh, Scott, uh, what else are you seeing out there right now in any field, film, TV? What are you watching? What's interesting you? Well, just to stick to the Oscar thing, I think my, if you're going to ask me what my two biggest snubs were, it wouldn't have been either of those. My my two biggest snubs were uh, DiCaprio for uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, because not only do I think he should have been nominated, I think he should have won. I, I mean, I, uh, I think Paul Giamatti and him are the two best actor performances of the year. I think Bradley Cooper was not great as Maestro. I think Coleman Domingo and Rustin, I never even heard of it until the Oscars came out. Uh, and then Jeffrey Wright, I, I didn't see that yet, but I heard he's amazing. I love Jeffrey Wright, so I'm sure that's worthy. And then Killian Murphy, who's probably going to win. But you know what? Was that the Killian Murphy that we almost see in everything cool, calm, collective, you know, like that? I mean, I didn't really see Killian Murphy be this all of a sudden new character like I saw Leonardo DiCaprio. So I was bummed out that Leonardo DiCaprio didn't win. Uh, I think he's maybe the greatest actor in Hollywood at this moment. Uh, and also probably should have won this year, never mind be nominated. I, I know you saw that movie, right, uh, Dom? He's awesome. I, yeah, I, you know what? I was a bit uh, not as enamored. I agree with you on Maestro, though. You and I are locked in. I don't care what they say about it. It's sad they butchered something that could be really good. But i got to go back and see the film uh, more. I, I don't know. I was in a mood. I wasn't uh, overwhelmed by it. I expect more from... But when I, when I, but even you have to admit, when you watch a star of the caliber of DiCaprio, and all of a sudden you realize, hey, maybe you're not watching DiCaprio. And De Niro was the same in that role, too, where I feel like you just now, all of a sudden, you're watching the characters. And the way, I know subtle things like the way he moved his mouth or the way, like, he would take pauses because he wasn't that bright of a person. Like, I just thought he was, a, I think it was one of his best roles ever. And he's been nominated for a lot of other stuff. And to not nominate it for him, possibly the best role, I think, ever. The other one, uh, and then I'll, and I'll move on, I'm sorry to keep you on this, is um, uh, uh, Alexander Payne, the director for The Holdovers, who I just think is uh, just a maybe, you know, top five directors right now. He gets overlooked in a lot of different ways. Uh, but, um, you know, The Holdovers is every bit as good as Sideways, which he was nominated. I don't think he won that year, but he, he was nominated. And uh, listen, you can pick him over Anatomy of a Fall again. I watched it last night. Trust me, The Holdovers is better. Uh, the Zone of Interest, again, a movie I haven't heard of until the Oscars came out. Uh, and then the other three, Scorsese, Christopher Nolan, uh, and Yorgos for Poor Things All Deserved It. But uh, I think that, uh, and I know you saw I, you saw The Holdovers, right? I know Stan I have was not, hot. No, oh, I'm so hot on it. I, I love is, that film. It is a regret that I have. I have it on the list, just haven't uh, gotten the venue for it. Dan? And that's what I was going to ask Scott, because I'm watching the, the Oscars solely to see if Giamatti will win, because I want the guy to win so bad for the holdovers, and I think it's probably a little bit of personal bias. He used to go on Stern a lot, so he, he used to give a lot of interviews. I feel like I know him. Uh, but is there someone that you're watching the Oscars for or something that you want to see them win? Is, is there a reason that you're tuning in specifically for a specific film this year? Uh, probably, I mean, 
Yeah, but I know that I'm doomed. Like, uh, Killers, I think, is just not going to get where I want it to be. But the other thing is probably my second favorite movie of the year, Poor Things, which is one of those movies that's nominated for everything and everyone loves it, but it might be too quirky and too different for the Academy to pull the trigger on us. They might not win a single thing except, like, maybe some kind of special effects or some kind of, like, cinematography or something like that. But uh, it's a hard year, and um, I, I would really like Poor Things to walk away with a couple things. So those are my two favorites. Scott, thank you very much. Uh, I got to get to see holdovers. You and Dan, who I trust, uh, I loved it. Yeah, I uh, just have been deficient in this. It's on my list. I usually have to get my wife involved in it too. I don't want to not see it with her. You know that kind of thing. So, Scott, where do we find you? And as uh, the weather hopefully breaking, what's going on in AC with you? Uh, come see us at Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. We got lots of things going on, from beer dinners to beer clubs. We had a cocktail dinner last night. We have a bunch of stuff going on for Fat Tuesday. Uh, so go check us out, TennesseeAvenueBeerHall.com. Thank you, Dom. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Scott, very much. Sure. Great stuff. All right, put the holdovers row in top of the list. Uh, Got such see. a good movie. Yeah, I, it's, it's so not in theaters now though, and we don't have what's with the platform. Uh, Peacock. Yeah, oh, I'm not yeah, giving it's, in it's on that. It's one of those no. movies that I think it's going to become like known as an American classic. Right, I'm not giving in on the Peacock stance. I can't be phony after I criticize people doing it just for the football game. Got to find it some other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. guys, stay true. All right, we believe that Eamon Brown will be back with us, one of our all-time favorites. Uh, is this just revenge because of his stand? He's got not one but at least two Democrats running against him in the primary. And he's got a lot to say about the Fitzgerald family since he's a cousin. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLV.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.